0: you are listening to the lit and lucid podcast brought to you by steve's goods and yoohoo brand here's your host lucy and jared
1: the lit and lucid podcast we are here skype recording with the soil king out of cloverdale california patrick king what's up patrick
2: man you know it's uh it's awesome like everything's up trying to change the world one planet at a time is quite a mission but together we can do that (laughs) no doubt
0: yeah you definitely put a huge mission on your back but i think as we'll kind of dive in here i think you're doing a good job knocking some of those things out, so. Thank you.
1: Yeah, so for everybody who doesn't know, Patrick King is the Soil King. Uh, He is a YouTube sensation. He has three shows right now on YouTube, A Day in the Life, The Soil King Showcase, and Industry Insiders. So we're gonna learn a lot about kind of what Patrick is doing online for the cannabis community. And then he also has a plethora of other things. He helps brands, you know, elevate themselves, highlight different local farms, he works on legalization and compliance, and he also consults on organic farming practices. So we're going to learn a lot more about the soil that the Soil King has created. It is clean, green certified, amongst many other things. Um, And he also has a garden center, so if you're lucky enough to live in California, you can actually go out and visit him and his center and purchase some soil and probably many other things as well. Uh, so we're just going to jump right in how did you get into cannabis how long have you been growing and doing this tell us all the details <laughs> got
2: started when i was little the first time in, first time i was ever in handcuffs was at the age of 11 years old for growing weed in a pine tree in my backyard
0: uh you damn that rebel was my
2: first arrest <laughs> i'm 50 years old now so that was what 39 years ago and uh and from you know, as a kid growing up, I've, it's not always been cannabis, it's it's uh, agriculture. I love growing strawberries, vegetables, hops. I mean, I do flowers. I was as a kid, I love to grow flowers. It sounded weird, my parents thought I was weird, but that was what I'd rather do instead of play with Legos and Hot Wheels. Man, I was in the backyard planting seeds.
0: Hey, you uh, had it figured out so, when you were a kid, man. That's you had to figure it so out cool. early. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just told you, right? It's now. I didn't even know it then, but it's in my blood. Johnny Appleseed's my. You know, I'm a fifth generation Johnny Appleseed, so I get it now. All, all these years later, I'm finally realizing, you know, why this is in me, and it's it's been uh, it's been the one common denominator in my entire life. My, uh, you know, my go-to, my go-to comfort food, you know, like you have, but mine is uh, agriculture, like uh, watching a plant touching a plant, feeding a plant, watching living soil. I mean, that has been the one consistent in my entire life that I had to go, that I went back and forth over and over and over. I mean, I love, I love that part of my life. Like that's been with me forever. It'll be with me to the other. It'll, it'll devour me and make (laughs) microbial biology out of me eventually. You know, this is me, like I'm that concept, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, that's cool, because I think, I mean, for one, you're following your passion, but two, I think what you're doing, we'll dive into it, what you're doing is pretty amazing too, so it's not like you're just out here, you know, bumbling along, like, planting stuff here and there, like, you're totally making an impact in the industry you're in now, I think making an impact across the nation, so.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's It's been a lot of trial and error, definitely a lot of risk, a lot of transparency, Um. I have a good team behind me. My wife was great. You know, my mother who passed away was supportive. And uh, I just felt like, you know, we got to stand up for what we believe in life. And if you can wake up every morning and not care what people think of you, but like yourself, I mean, that's where it is. That's that's everything at this day, day and age. Like, I love myself today and I've earned that right to say that, you know,
1: that's awesome. I love that.
0: So how did you come about to uh, tell us kind of kind of the story behind how you got the name Soil King?
2: So, I mean, all the way through, I mean, I've had my ups and downs going through as a kid, even going in and out. I was growing weed in Sire Mountains when I was younger. I grew, I still have genetics today that I had when I was 12, 13 years old. Like I still have the seeds off the album covers that people would go, and I would go plant the seeds because I loved the smell and the terpenes. When I was <laughs> growing weed at 11, o'clock, 11 years old in the pine tree, I wasn't doing it to make a living. I was doing it because that was a passion of mine, and the smells were just, like, intensified. It was, like, so that's where it, it all started. And then, and then through the years, you know, I, I'm a builder developer. I've done a lot of different things. I've been to prison, you know, over this industry as well. I've been, you know, in handcuffs many times through my entire life. Um, I've been shamed because of cannabis, uh, but I've always kept—I've always kept tried and true that—that that is, uh, you know, eventually going to be where it is today. Something that changes the world, mm-hmm. and it's—it's it's definitely here to to do its part. It was meant to be here. So the soil king was interesting. I was—I was building some subdivisions back in the early 2000s, and. I had this. I had this property, and I had converted a chicken coop into an indoor facility. Um, and I, I, lived on a riverbed, and I had all these huge. What, what you'll see: redwood trees with pineapples all over. That's slain. I trademarked because back then I was growing redwood trees with pineapples, is what they call it, because they're so massive. Right? <laughs> I mean, a ten-pound average plant and harvest is pretty crazy. I've hit thirteen pounds on a plant, and
0: holy cow! But <laughs> that's wild. But
2: Back then, it was all about the same time as I was kind of hiding all that. I had I had a 35 by 70 foot garden and a vegetable garden that I used to uh, grow all kinds of corn and vegetables, and I'd give it all to my community, the uh, second chance programs, the uh, food, food banks, and all my neighbors. And I was known as really good cultivating different soils. It was a passion of mine. The housing market started to tank in 2007. I was, uh, I was, you know, I was making a comfortable living as, as a builder developer, uh, subsidizing and just having fun, like my entire life has been fun with cannabis, like it really has. And, and as the market started tanking, I already knew I could make money because we were getting $4,000 a pound back then for, for (laughs) outdoor product, right? It was crazy. And I knew I knew I could just leverage right into this thing and, every, and that was all the other cultivators I knew in Northern California were saying, "Man, can you can, you can make me soil that'll grow red with trees of pineapples?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can. And so that's where it all started. Hence, uh, Soil King, I think came about 2007, 2008, the branding of Soil King. And I started mix, mixing soils. not just myself, started going on a commercial scale at that time and, 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 you know, gradually just moving up that chain to where, you know, I'm providing truckloads and mass amounts of bulk soil, bag soils, mostly bulk soil across Northern California. Just like right now, I got, that's where I was late for this meeting. I have trucks going in, trucks coming out, trucks all day, all night. It's just, it's a beautiful thing, right? It's just awesome. So that's you yeah. know, 2007. I think, I think branded this, the name the Soil King, and that's kind of where it started. Um, I was living I, in that time. I was also I had a I had a I had property. I was I was growing 700 plants up on the on the mountains up here in Northern California. Seven patches. I had seven different locations. So I figured I'd. Growing up for the thieves, and I'd grown up for the cops, and then I have plenty left over for myself, right? So that was like 2007, 8. I, I started to move into the mountains, 2009, and I pretty much lived and built the best trim camps in the world. Had the best community. I took care of three hots every day for all my workers, and and uh, yeah, I've had I've had helicopters dropping in, guys with guns, camps, oh, all the people. Goodness. You know, I've been I've done it all, right? And I and I lived through it all and I loved every minute of it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I really loved every minute of it. And they never got all of it. Nobody ever got all of it, so you know. It right. lives on,
0: everyone. man. The legend lives on. When are we going to see a movie about you?
1: <laughs> they need to Actually, do a Netflix I, documentary not, on you seriously yeah
2: so i don't know that's where the soil king came up and, and blew up i was living in i was i had all those i was living in the mountains most of the year my wife said she said why don't you come home <laughs> all right any
1: good wife something. says
2: yeah she's like she's like you're gone all the time we support you we love the you know the shoe boxes of, of, of benjamin's every week <laughs> We're all good but why don't you come home and do something so i i i came home and i've There was a building over here, we're in Cloverdale, and I'm like, I'm like, I think I'm going to start the baddest garden center in Northern California. (laughs) Here we are today, right? I mean, still, so I did. I opened the garden center. I still grew. I kind of managed everything, got chaotic in my life, doing everything. I'm still chaotic in my life (laughs) today. I think the garden center opened in 2011, 12 is when we opened that. That's when I came back out of the mountains. And, and then I just blew it up. Like I knew I had the best soil. I knew that and it, everything's been a passion of mine. My wife's been my patient. Clean tested products has always been the most important thing I've ever, I could ever say about anything. Like we talk about everything with the industry or where it's at today. My, I was the only one that I know anywhere that I ever tested for pesticides and GMO on a soil. And I did that a decade ago. Like it meant something to me, growing medicine for a patient, then as it does now, right? So now this whole world's trying to adapt, and heavy metal testing. I was heavy metal testing a decade ago. Like yeah. I did that, I and mean, why didn't nobody did that? And the only reason I did that is because I could look someone in the eye and say, I believe this is medicine, and this is going to cure you, help you,
1: mm-hmm. take you
2: through your you know trials and tribulations that you're experiencing right now. I called out everybody, pesticide, all the stuff that we're running into in the last few years, right? It was—it's a been a complete joke. But it's something today. I was just on a phone call today. I'm like, with a, a Demeter and a few other people. I wasn't on the phone with them, but anyway, certification programs. And I'm so far beyond this, right? I—I I, I never had to change a thing. My—I'm the only soil in the world that I know of that has. Prop 65 approved right now. Big root yeah. soil and all my blends are always heavy. They're always heavy metal tested and approved. They're always pesticide approved, uh, non-detected. They're always non-detected GMO. My source, my products from all around the world. All my competitors, they source the cheapest, crappiest inputs that come from a green waste facility where all the the Monsanto, the the you know the highway we call it Caltrans here in California. All that. They spray all those poisons on the side of the freeway for weed abatement, and they take all that stuff, and they make compost out of it. You have all the pharmaceuticals that get thrown in the recycle bins. You have oil that goes in it. You have bad pathogens. You have uh, glyphosate. You have, I mean, there's just bad pathogens. We have sudden oak death spores. All that stuff from the tree trimming going up to northern California, we have a problem with sudden oak death right here, and it's spreading throughout California. Everybody's water houses. Why is it spreading? How's it doing it? It's because you're buying shit product that these guys are that are composting at these contaminated compost facilities, and those spores are blowing from one composted pile to the next as there are multiple piles that are in certain stages of composting. And then you grab that mix, and they tell you that you know they tell you oh it's a great they put some guano on it they call it the cannabis 420 blend they (laughs) they make they mark it up 120 percent and they sell it to us and we believe it right and then we put it in a truck we take it to our property and now we just contaminated our entire site yeah yeah years and generations yeah. to come we're killing we're killing trees we're doing everything and i just never been about that and i've always fought that and now we have the regulated market that came to california and i didn't vote for 64 but i did i am a i am in favor of testing i am totally in favor of testing um and knowing where where your products are because you guys started this first little conversation it's all about it, an, an omri certifications all the certifications mean absolutely nothing yeah, what it means to me is <laughs> when you take that sample of that product and you put it to a laboratory a trusted laboratory which is another shit show a whole another oh, talk at another time but and you and you find out that it has no pesticides it has no chemicals or nothing in it that's the to- true tail or terpene content all the all the components of that quality of product that bud at the end of finished product that's the meaning of everything it's not the testing it's not the certifications it's not that because you can have you can have all these certifications and still have shit product and you can still fail everything
1: mm-hmm. the,
2: tried and true the end of the road is is at the laboratory and if you're going to call it medicine it damn well be better be medicine mm-hmm. and that's that's my motto i've lived on for a decade was the truth, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, because people are looking to this as like the next big wave and they're trying to get off their pharmaceutical drugs. And, you know, I had to say this today to a group of people who are in the cannabis industry. We, as people who are working in the industry, we are stewards to this plant and stewards to the consumer, stewards to the community, stewards to the environment. We should be you know, trying to take it on our back these things that are going wrong in our industry and try to fix them. We should be taking these things seriously, like what are we putting in our plants because this is going to an end consumer who may be trying to treat uh some type of disease or illness that maybe they're immunocompromised and they can't have anything that's gonna compromise their immune system anymore. And, you know, we're slapping stuff on our labels to say that's tested and it's pesticide free. But is it really? You know, we've seen California labs are lying about that. Uh they mm-hmm. only tech not they detect, you know, they've test for up to detectable levels Well, what about what's in there that doesn't reach the non-detectable level things like that so there's so much more that goes into cannabis than what meets the eye and i think totally. just like we we preach to our children when they're growing up you know you are what you eat make sure you eat healthy vegetables it's the exact same thing when you're talking about a plant the plant is what it eats and what you feed it is what you're going to get out of it
2: i mean you said it everything like the best part of the regular regular i just had a a discussion with somebody else today a friend of mine who you know i'm in the middle of this because i'm i'm a regulated business in a regulated market that i'm trying that that i i jumped the fence and i'm in the regulated market i came from the black market i own homage and respect to where i came from i'm not it's one mark it's we're all in this whole thing together. Some of mm-hmm. us have enough money or made, you know, have done enough to be able to, to jump that line and move over to the regulated market. But the one thing I have to say about the black market is even on the good organic growers that I know, who's, they're, they're, and I had this conversation with somebody high up today who said, I don't need testing any product. All of our farmers, we know what we do, but you don't know what you do because you've been buying shitty compost for so mm-hmm. long. You're buying products you have what's called drift from one property over. You got sprays, you got everything coming. You cannot tell, you have, over here in California, you have it everywhere, but you have the, you know, what's it called, the chemtrails. We have all the fires in California, so just the rain off the smoke and the fires washing down on a nice pristine property in a valley, You that's all heavy metal, that's all contaminants that's saturating in your soil Mm -hmm. that is now being Took it up into your plant and put up in your product. So when even the best organic gardener says, I don't need to test, I call bullshit. Like your product needs to be tested. Spend the extra money. Mm-hmm. Get a relationship with a lab. You you said, you said, you know, to the rates of, of, you know, there used to be parts per million we used to test on. We're in California. We're testing parts per billion now. Like we are so stringent. Like we know where 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 the levels are. Yeah. We have a lot of laboratories in the past that have uh, that didn't care like they they are cheating i mean this whole industry's been cheating the laboratories the laboratories out there all all the best laboratories i know all should have their license taken like none of them have they're none of them having their credibility of me like but now they are starting to because the state is now mandated in california that they have a that that they're required right now so they go into their computer they're doing their testing they're putting all their stuff in they have to de they have to dry the product is what it is now it's a new new you have to let me just start over i'll start the whole process so as a licensed distributor and manufacturer nursery and transportation which i do have i you're the cultivator let's say i take 100 pounds from you right now and i'm going to distribute it i have to bring it to my facility I have to hold it in in quarantine and lock it up, call, notify the lab. The lab comes and does the sample. They take it out of that whole hundred pounds now. Before and and all the other states are still doing this, you grab Mm -hmm. you grab You just grab your
1: own (laughs) sample.
2: You just take the best of the butt off, yeah. they can put some hash on it to bring the THC levels up. They give it enough, they send it to the lab and they cheat it and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, that's 32%, mm-hmm. we're yep. really it's 16, right? Yep. Or, or they're they just-
0: going and even better in Colorado, I'm sure <laughs> it happens in other places. I'll tell you the skinny on how your products pass microbial. They put it in a microwave or they put hydro- yeah. or per- hydrogen peroxide on it or they- there's a number of things they could do. You put it in a box of hydrogen chloride. There's so many different things they can do to kill microbials. Right before they send it off to testing, and guess what? The product that you're getting you're getting bought hasn't been treated. Only the test sample got treated. So you're consuming really bad products. A majority of the I can promise you, the majority of the products you are consuming are probably contaminated.
2: Yeah, just no, from I what I've seen.
0: That. So true. that's
2: another good thing of the state. So the state says, I as a distributor have to take your product. I have to quarantine it. I have to call a lab. The lab now has fifty pounds. And he just goes in and grabs whatever there's not this little here's a little bit of product and here you go now now he has 50 pounds to select from he's selecting stem, no THC count right so all that is is uh, accounted for when it's going through the testing and then the, the lab the lab gets the product It goes to the laboratory they bring it back there I have to what's called quarantine and I have to lock all that product up with big old tag and descriptions of it, and nobody can go in that, and it's all under camera, so nobody can go mess with any of that. If it fails, the fuck part is if it fails, I have to I have to dispose of it. I can't even give it back to you as a cultivator. That's oh, garbage man. product now. Wow. So you just lost your harvest. So the smartest thing as a cultivator, you need to R and D your stuff and know exactly what it is prior to sending it to the distributor. Yeah. Because if you R and D it, then you don't. It's not. With the BCC and regulated as a COA with the state of California so we tell all of our all of our before we take it we have you guys R&D all your product but then the product samples goes to the laboratories and now the laboratory has the cameras and all the formulas and everything is actually in a computer that's watched and eyes and tracked by the state the lab tech has no way of they used to be able to go 0.5 right they'd go plus 0.5 or they would manipulate Something that was 20% to be 32 34% those days are freaking gone here in California You can't do that because the lab will lose. Here's how the Here's what the state says. Go ahead Let's say you go to emerald cup or you go to a high-time show you win The highest THC content right you win this award because you got 36 percent. I'm your enemy. I said bullshit We're here in California bullshit. I call the BCC I said, I call bullshit on that. I've seen his weed. I smoked it. Didn't even get me high. The BCC is now it's now reported. So the BCC is going to go to the laboratory. They're going to say to the laboratory, let's look at your records, exactly what you transpired through this whole thing. And in fact, not only are we going to look through the records, you have now have three hours to come up with all the documentation. And yet we're watching you live right now, pulling all this information. So the lab's like, oh shit, we've, if, we fal- if they show that they falsified that test, the lab's out of business. Yeah. And they've just bought millions and millions of dollars worth of new equipment to keep up with the regulated market. So now this integrity factor is coming in our industry, which is, it's a great thing. It's still a shit show, but now the labs are now, their feet are held to the fire yeah. along with everybody else. And, and, and it's all bullshit except for in the name of the patient. It, it, matters it matters in the name mm-hmm. of the patient safe access is everything and everybody down the road for all these years who who didn't pro- didn't put the pa- it said it's in I'm I'm a medicine provider you know if I can cuss on here I don't know if you I can. can but I'll say go yeah. fuck yourself you know mm-hmm. what i mean if you're going to say that you better be that you better be if you're that you're not yeah. that i'm yeah. coming at you yeah yeah
0: I feel yep. you, man. That's great. And that's how it should be too. And I feel like we should be do better in our industry to self regulate and call out those folks who are not doing it the right way. And who yeah. did go get a medical license or is providing for a patient and is cutting corners. Because they're not doing anybody, they're not doing me, you, the patient, or the industry a service, mm-hmm. doing us a disservice.
2: Mm-hmm. And we know that, you know, there's there's people some people don't give a shit. People buy Diet Coke and you know what I mean, cigarettes and we know what that product is. You know when you go buy a pack of cigarettes, it's bad for you. Yeah. You're going to buy it anyways because that's your choice, right? You still yeah. have the human as a choice, but just don't say it's medicine. Right. But don't say it's a benefit to you. Yeah. You know, well, it'll get you fucking high, but it'll give you cancer too. Put that on the side of your, your eighth bag, right? Right.
1: <laughs> that's
2: where it should be. That's where we need to go to. And the guys that are doing it right and, and, and providing clean medicine and can prove it, that means something, and, and that should be our focus as a cannabis culture. It really should
1: yeah it really should. Sure, yeah
0: it. I, I believe all of that.
1: Yeah well, that's great. So do you feel like that's where they're going? I mean, obviously now if you know the labs are much more regulated, they don't really have a choice. so are like all the products pretty clean yeah. now on the shelves or
2: it, the, the laboratories, it's funny. we just had phase three testing, which is the heavy metal part, just came up January sixteenth. now it's mandated to test too, which is great for me, which everybody else hates, but I think it's great. <laughs> You know, because again, who wants heavy metals in their body if they don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. But uh so the they're the biggest labs the biggest labs in northern in California all had their licenses pulled so far. I'm not gonna say who it is, but they're the biggest ones in California. They all have all had their licenses because they've all been the carpet's been pulled out from them for cheating.
1: Yeah. And they've been yeah.
2: cheating their entire career.
1: Yeah. And
2: they're now getting caught. And that's a good thing. That's so shame good. on them. It is yeah. good, yeah.
1: Very
2: good. And, uh, so on on so yeah so now we're seeing this more in- integrity in the community coming all the way around, which is cleaning it up. Of course, it's costing money. Every lab tech now, and after with the heavy metals testing, the laboratories had to provide the new equipment for heavy metals, and you know it's a two million dollar purchase mm-hmm. on one piece of equipment or a few smaller ones, and it's a it's an investment, a couple million dollars investment on on that. But now they have to train people how to use it. And they're still messing up. I mean, it goes through. So we went. We just went through everybody, all the retails, like, oh, yeah, we want to see phase three heavy metal, phase three testing on the packaging, on all the new packaging. The retail was asking for that. But the labs didn't know what they were doing. So all of a sudden, they started failing everybody, even if they weren't. Oh, my goodness. Even if they passed. And so we're starting to see it's everything's just unrounded. It's just like. Yeah. Because they're getting caught now. Before they could do whatever they want, and they mm-hmm. never got caught. Now all of a sudden they're being caught, mm-hmm. right? And they yeah, don't want we were, us talking about it. Right? Yeah, we
0: were there you last. Don't see a
2: laboratory talking about it. There's a video on my web on my YouTube page with CB Labs. He explains all this to a T. There's a great video on that. He just he goes into it. He's the he's the one of the lab. One of the laboratories that I, I I have a lot of respect for. He, my relationship started with him is when he uh, he didn't pass. He or my one of my cultivators came back through, and we are indeed a product that came out at 22% for some light depth outdoors. Uh, Docs OG, which is really good, and we sent it to them for the COA testing, which is the state testing now. Where once it goes into the state, it is what it is. Like you can't change it. So it came in eleven percent. I knew it was completely off because I smoked the stuff. So I came at the lab and said, Stop everything. You're gonna you're, you're you're fucking up. You got a problem here. I need you to figure this shit out. And most labs would say, That's what it is. We mm-hmm. went through it. We're never wrong. We don't ever make mistakes. Blah blah blah. The owner of this guy who one of the owners of the company said, Soil King's calling us out, right? <laughs> so <laughs> he, he made an appointment. He drove up. He, he went through all of his stuff and uh, realized that they entered in something incorrectly. And instead of owning it, instead of denying it, he owned it. Made an appointment. Came up here. He asked his. Te- he asked his lab techs if they uh, if it was possible they made a mistake. And they the ones that said no, it's impossible. He immediately fired. Right. Oh, wow. Immediately fired. Came up to me, sat down, said, we fucked up. We made a mistake. We need to go sit with the BCC and get this taken back. He went and fought the BCC, and we got it taken back in reverse. But what that showed me is I have a man in the industry that has integrity, that yeah. really mm-hmm. cares about what he's doing. First lap ever I've had a relationship with like that. Mm-hmm. Crazy, you know? Absolutely. So that was uh, it was a really good experience. So now that was that's something that we're building upon. Like all laboratories, we are in a shit show. But now they're all starting to do things better and working towards a positive solution because they're held, their feet are held to the fire. Right. Which so is nice to see this industry doing something in a positive fashion now. Absolutely. It's a set of standards, which is unfortunately costs a lot of money, and it's a regulated market in California that's making it happen. But but in, again, I, in my head, I always tell myself, in the name of the patient, in the name of the patient, you know, right. Yeah. Like, I'm patient driven. I'm after the 2% of the market. I could care less for the race to the bottom, the 98%. They can go fight it out in a box. Yeah. But I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not after that market.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um,
1: That's awesome. And I think that, like, a lot of consumers don't even realize that there's labs. Like, there's a whole nother party to this equation. You know, you think of just the cultivator or the dispensaries, and you don't really realize there is this laboratory entity as well, and that plays a huge role in this whole entire, you know, process of legalization. Mm-hmm. So that, that's cool. And I, and I really also like that they're controlling the samples. Because yeah, exactly. that's a really that's big good. issue. You think,
2: again, like, you're, it's your 100 pounds, you brought it to me, the lab fucks up. I just destroyed your 100 pounds because of lab tech.
0: Because of the lab, lab yeah. Because he didn't wash his
2: hands. He's got E. coli on it. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, really,
2: that's where we're at, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Interesting. Hey, I mean, we look back a couple of years, and we didn't have that even a year ago. So yeah. it's crazy how fast it all changes. I know Lucy and I were out there last summer, and uh, California just went through another packaging change, and they had, like, BOGO sales on... All the packaging right before July first, I believe, and it was incredible. But that's just uh, that's just what you go through the the growing pains of a regulated market. It's
2: difficult. We just got to adapt. Nothing's easy, you know. It's it's a difficult market to be in. But if you just, for me, it's it's a I love challenges for one. So it isn't really that that hard. I have so I'm a I have a cannabis license that I have distribution, manufacturing type six. I do all solventless, right? Um um I have I'm a I have transport, so I have two vans I can transport I may mean, drive cannabis across the state of California and have my middle finger out the window and they can't do shit about it anymore, <laughs> right? I got a license, right? I just have to make sure my paperwork manifests and everything are in order. Mm-hmm. Not that I would have my middle finger out, but it just feels good. I can't, I can't, I can't, you know what I mean? I'm, it's yeah. lead, I'm, I'm you, good now. Legal, like, yeah. I'm not tripping. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a licensed nursery. I have an event license, cannabis event license. So I can do my own Emerald Cup or any big shows or small shows or whatever. That's cool. And and then my wife is uh, opening up a dispensary on the 8th or 12th of next month. So we're almost done with that. We got six licenses in the family, which is crazy. It is incredible you know, on the cannabis side. It's a lot. Yeah. So we do yeah. a lot of service in our manufacturing. We do a lot of service. I don't know if you heard of Fields Extracts, hmm. huge uh, Turpogs. Uh, the Turpogs and Fields Extracts, they grow in big root soil. They win all the awards at their cups. You heard of Skittles? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The originator of the Skittles. So mm-hmm. there, that's their. Fino. You know, Tony Mendo is a good friend of mine. He's the one that. He's, he's Mr. Skittle. He came yeah. up with that male Skittle plant and brought it back to life out of nothing and almost lost it. And here he is now. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, but all there's, and again, we go back to, um, the soil, right. With them going back, we're going back to the soil king and, and big root soil. Big root soil is, is, uh, green, clean certified for one. But even better than that, it's all heavy. It's all tested for everything, and it's always been, and and, and it's completely consistent. Every batch that I make, I, I make a. I spend all the money on testing analytics. I know exactly, you know, all your nitrogen, all your levels of everything, micro, macro tests, everything I do on it. It costs a lot of money in testing, but for me, consistency is everything in this industry. Like when you, you know, I send. Five bags around the world. All those five bags are going to have the same test results. Are very close to it, right? And and that means something. And that's hard to do in an industry. So and we just went. We're national. We're we're national. We're going into Mexico and Canada. International or national, not international yet. Um, Hydrofarm is my is is my distributor internationally and also within the state of California. And then uh, Spare Time is my distributor in California on my bag soils, 1.5 cubic foot bags. That's big roots. We have baby roots, which is a really light, fluffy mix. Um, And for seed start mix is what that is. Um, We have emerald roots, which emerald roots is an indoor mix. It has perlite instead of pumice, and it's easier to ship for logistics. Mm Um, and then big roots bloom so the difference between big roots and big roots bloom all my soils are what's considered super soil You know it took years of beta tests before we even release it uh, Big roots was I think three years before we got the formulas correct where I was willing to release it uh, The baby roots was two years all of them were you know we beta test from we I beta test indoor on all of my stuff I beta test uh, light deprivation Uh, Full season greenhouse and outdoor. I do it all on all of them. That's how I like to do it. And and once I get everything right, I I release that. So a super soil is a soil that has enough food and nutrients in it to carry it through the finish. You can I always say add more biology to it. You can always add some sort of organic finisher to help finish it. There's a lot of different things. A lot of stuff you want to stay. Most stuff on the market completely stay away from. If you're on on these uh, social media sites. And everybody's saying use, you know, advanced nutrients and all that stuff. That's not, the big isn't the soil for you. I provide, instead of you having 12 different bottles and having to go in and mix 12 different things and kill every biology in your soil, yeah. I've already given you a soil that is you just stick something in it and you watch it grow and you water it and you smile. And that's what it's about. That's, that's a super so soil. That's, that's that.
0: nature's way. Nature's way, man. Yeah, that's what I always try to tell people you know they're always trying to replicate nature instead of just following nature's way that it's already given you you know yep. go grow in soil you don't need to be growing in glass what are you doing yeah your mom taught you better than that
2: yeah so that's kind of where the, the soil is uh i mean that's where the, the soil is like it's a root to everything so there, yeah. the beautiful thing is i own every pick the I own the full circle of this industry over here like i i do I have <laughs> i have organic keen consulting i have my cultivators out there, they come to me and say, hey, I want to grow some weed and I want it to be like yours. And so I'm like, I got you covered. I give free <laughs> consulting. I have Soil King approved products. I drive out to your farm. I teach you how to do it. I show you how I how you harvest. I show you how to cure. And then I make a distribution contract with you. We take all your product and we put it through distribution. And then we put your name on it and we brand your farm to it and help brand you up along with us. So it's from the, it's from seed to soul, yeah. man. It's from the actual crack of seed to the, you know, smoking that joint or doing that live resin or whatever you end up doing at it. I love it's that. A
0: whole experience. Right. Yeah. You got the whole, like, the full service covered, seriously. And that's almost a perfect transition. So, our final segment of the show is usually we talk about, uh, like, tips and stuff for entrepreneurs who are just starting or who have been in business for a while. And you've literally almost done it all at this point. So, you know, what are some, like, quick tips for entrepreneurs out there, maybe in the cannabis so- space?
2: The first thing is the first thing is don't listen to everybody. Like that's so important. Like there's there I've been doing this a long time and I have a lot to learn. Like people teach me every day. Like I am still learning. If you're talking to somebody who's got a small little grow and he's telling you he grows the best weed in the world and he knows everything, don't listen to that guy because he don't know shit. First and (laughs) foremost. That's bad advice. Everybody can learn. And, and the, for, that's just for cultivation. The other part is never do, do your first grow, start with your first small little grow, and, and add to it. Don't ask everybody what they're doing, then you're applying everything else, you're changing everything, and you'll, you end up ruining it. Just, it's simple. Get some big root soil. Put the plant in the soil, add some water, smile. <laughs> really, I mean, it's this is farming. This shit's easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. We overcomplicate everything.
1: Right.
2: Start with proper IPM, which is your pest management. I love using a product called the Amazing Dr. Zymes. I do it from the crack of seed all the way through. It's uh, it's um, it's enzymes. Enzymes. It's a cleaner. Cleans the plants. Eats the dead carcasses of bugs. it, it, it does everything it does a lot you know and we can go that's a whole nother show but that's the other thing is uh and if you're in the cannabis industry and you are listening to this i tell everybody this it's just because you can't grow weed this industry is that's just a little dinky portion of it if you're a cultivator in california i know all these cultivators that now are not making it and they're like my life's over everything changed Just turn around and look at the 20 doors behind you in this industry that's open. There's opportunity is everywhere. It is everywhere. Come up. I tell you, come up with an idea. Do an R&D on a product development. Come up with something simple that doesn't cost much money. Hit me up. If it works, you know, we'll help get some financial stuff going to it and put it into a manufacturing process. Or There's a lot of people out there, but... If you're an entrepreneur, think, just creatively write down ten, 10 things a week. That's it. If it's one a day or two a day or 10 at one time, you've been thinking all week. Just write them down of ideas. At the end of the month, at the six months later, you can go through a whole list of ideas, and I guarantee you're going to pick a couple of those things that are going to make you a millionaire. Guarantee Absolutely. it. That's you know, as good as, just, as, as We have nice. so much opportunity in front of us right now.
1: That's great advice. I love
0: that. That's so true, too. It's so abundant in so many different areas. And, and, you know, you wouldn't, you know, you could look around your corner and not expect there to be a job or a position or a need in one area. And there's absolutely a need in that area.
2: Totally. I mean, design creates, I mean, there's so, right. there's just, it, it's, it's. I can just, there's everything. Yeah. Like, this industry hasn't been done yet.
1: Right. This, <laughs> there's man, every this job is still Silicon Valley
2: start over. Yep. Well, this yep. is the beginning of the epicenter. Yeah.
0: Come yeah, up with an idea guys. that
2: nobody's thinking of, right? We need
0: softwares, yeah. yeah. We need software developers, yeah. Insurance agents, sales people. Yeah,
2: everything. This industry is completely, completely changed. That's like cool. it's a, yeah. Well, you're thank going you go to your guys' podcasts, right? You're going to podcast, <laughs> right? Podcasts. I mean, look, we got the Soil <laughs> King on a podcast today. Everybody's saying I need to go to your guys' podcast. I'm like, yeah, I do. I listen to a few of them before I come on. I'm like. Okay, I get the podcast thing. Like, let's do this, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's how we get the message, we tell the story, and we educate everybody. Absolutely.
0: It's, um, the, it's the new radio, man.
1: It's talk it's radio. So cool. <laughs> it's the
0: new radio.
2: I got – I'm on High Times TV also. I have my own station on High Times TV for media station, and and there's like 3 million viewers around the world.
1: Wow. That's incredible. That's amazing. Check in
2: at any time, right? So the outreach and content for content is – is, is, I mean – it's free. I don't pay anything for it. That's all free advertising. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's uh, education. It's about teaching and learning, teaching and learning, teaching and learning.
1: Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening and, you know, can't get enough of the Soil King, look at his YouTube channel. There's ample of much of information on there. And like you said, high times, I don't even know where else you're at, but I'm sure people can find you. So, yeah, if you're looking for information, hit Patrick up. He seems very useful and helpful and he can, you know, lead you in the right direction. Um, but, yeah, thank you for sharing your knowledge with us and, you know, further emphasizing, you know, some back end information about the laboratories, which I don't think we've ever touched on before on the show. So that was really useful, um, as well as the importance of soil and knowing, you know, exactly what's in your weed. Exactly. It's <laughs> sure. all about
0: the weed.
2: It's all about the weed.
0: It's <laughs> all about the weed, man. We had fun today, Patrick. I appreciate your time, passion, and your energy, man. And we're stoked to see what you do next.
2: Yeah, stay tuned. We got some really yeah. Yeah.
0: Check them out, guys. The
1: Soil King. king. All right, you guys. And with that, I'm lit.
0: I'm lucid. And
1: that's it. Later's. Later's. We have known Steve for over a year now, and find his products to be one of the most reputable sources of CBD and other cannabis products on the market. With so many imitation oils being sold online, it's important to source products from companies you trust. Steve's Goods is that company
0: steve's goods is an award-winning colorado-based cbd company offering organic and locally sourced products at unbeatable prices visit www.stevesgoods.com for more info this episode of the Little and Lose podcast is produced in partnership with yuhu brand yuhu brand is an industry-leading digital marketing and business development agency in denver colorado
1: Yoohoo Brand specializes in social media management, website development, influencer marketing, and content creation, along with a host of supporting services to complement your marketing strategy.
0: Yoohoo Brand, building businesses the right way.
1: If you're interested in learning more, hit us up at hello at yoohoobrand.com or reach out to Jared and Lucy directly on the show.